Member-supported Jazz 90.1 proudly welcomes you to America's longest-running computer show, Soundbites. Call the show now at 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free, 800-790-0415 or soundbites.org. Now, alongside Steve Ray and Dave Enright, here's Nick Francesco on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the chips in the PC. It is Saturday, the 11th day of March on a Domini 2023, and you, <laughs> you lucky people, you're listening to Sound Bites. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Venright. And I'm Dennis Worster. And at six minutes after the hour, we're going to be bringing you news, views, things to choose, nothing to lose, kick off your shoes, don't get the blues. Here comes the news. For those of you listening on uh, any of our uh, video streaming things, uh, Steve is... Desperately trying to get StreamYard to work. The problem is at my end, not his end. Uh, he's doing a great job. Yes. So I'm not entirely sure what He's got all the buttons on. and the levers. He's flipping them and adjusting them and looking at meters, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and probably saying things he wouldn't want to go oh, over I was going to say, those hand gestures are but- considered buttons. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I'm not sure. The, the problem is at my end, uh, I, am, I am on an extremely... Uh, inexpensive laptop and, and may not have the necessary set of controls, so I'm not sure what you, what's going out over there. Also, of course, of course, yes, um, I'm having a. I think I screwed up the chat. chat page. It's not coming up, so we don't have chat this week either. So no I'm, cameras, no cameras, no yeah! chat, no nothing. Just don't just, need to. All in agreement with my contract. It's all wonderful. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're our, we are entirely blaming Dennis because it's in his contract that he's neither seen nor heard. I was always say I have a face for radio. And exactly. That's the way I like to keep it. Disembodied voice. Dave <laughs> right. Um Although so he looks the- good in his in his tuxedo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with he his, cleans up pretty good. In his top hat. So yeah. it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Shiny shoes this week. Exactly. With a shine on my looks like a Looks like a penguin. <laughs> and a melody in my heart. All right. Um, HP customers are showing frustration, if not outrage, yeah. online as HP continues to use firmware updates to discourage or, as users report, outright block the use of non-HP brand ink cartridges in HP printers. HP's already fa- faced class action lawsuits and bad publicity from what they call dynamic security. But that hasn't stopped the company from expanding the practice. Dynamic security is a feature feature used by HP printers to authenticate ink cartridges and prevent use of cartridges that aren't HP improved. As the company explains, dynamic security relies on the printer's ability to communicate with the security chips or electronic circuitry on the cartridges. HP uses dynamic security measures to protect the quality of our customers' experience, maintain the integrity of our printing systems, and protect our intellectual property. (laughs) Dynamic security equipped printers are intended to work only with cartridges that have new or reused HP chips or electronic circuitry. The printers use the dynamic security measures to block cartridges using non-HP chips, or modified or non-HP electronic circuitry, reused, remanufactured, and refilled cartridges that reuse the HP chip or electronic circuitry are unaffected by non-dynamic security. Yuck, yuck, yuck. HP introduced dynamic security to some printers in 2016, 
And since 2018, it has paid millions in class action lawsuits, including to customers in the U.S., Australia, and Italy. After paying up, it seems HP is set on continuing to use DRM to discourage its printer customers from spending ink and toner money outside of the HP family. It's unclear when HP issues updates for which model printers, but there are alleged customer complaints online stemming from the, well, they're not alleged customer complaints. They're customer complaints, but it's alleged whether or not they're due to, anyway, yeah, yeah. the point here is um, um, there's a bunch of customer complaints online stemming from late last year showing plenty of customers surprised their printers no longer work with non-HP in cartridges after an update. Some pointed to third-party brands they have relied on for years. Although HP has somewhat covered its behind by basically saying that a dynamic security-labeled HP printer can start blocking non-HP ink at any moment and without notice, that doesn't make for a favorable customer experience. HP can and likely will insist on dynamic security, but its abrupt approach, combined with minimal explanation, runs the risk of disrupting customers' mid-print, resulting in some scathing public commentary. So our poll of the week... At soundbites.org, that's Bites with a Y, Francis would like us to remind you, is HP starts bricking printers using third-party ink. And your choices are, I love my HP printer, so I'll pay more for ink. This does not make me happy. My next printer won't be HP. I haven't used HP in years, and I don't like any of your choices. So far, we've got 40 votes. And uh, my next printer won't be HP is in the lead, followed by haven't used HP in years. Uh, yeah, a lot of folks are... are going to the Canon. Yeah. I mean, the Canon, with, you know, you, you buy the bottles of ink now right. and just fill the reservoirs. Right. Which people are loving that. You know, his shack there. He does right, 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 right. Magenta, magenta. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. So I think give, that's going to be the way to go. I think so, too. Give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299, toll-free, 800-790-0415. Uh, yeah, I use a brother printer. I gave up my HP years ago. Um, See, I, I did HP, and then I did brother, and then I'll, now I'm back to HP. And that's what I got right now my, HP. My brother printer... I could not get it to stay on my Wi-Fi and stay awake long enough. Really? So that when I would send a print, it would wake up and print the paper. Uh, I've also never been completely smitten with the siren song of color inkjet printing. Uh, I've I flipped over to laser 10 years ago or more and never looked back. Yep. And uh, all of this stuff with chips and so on doesn't really bug me. I mean, I buy a new toner cartridge maybe once a year, right? maybe every 18 months. Well, pretty soon, though, HP is going to start doing the same thing with the, with the laser toner cartridges. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. so, uh, but I'm paying so little per page that I don't have a problem buying HP no, I understand consumables. That. And, and that's true on laser printers. Yes. On inkjet printers, right? Yeah, you know, it's ludicrously expensive. Yep. See, I think print. once you've once you've jumped into the HP, uh, the inkjet world, then you're you're you know you're you're just whipping yourself. You know? exactly. See, that's where a lot of folks get misled, is because they sell the HP printers so dang cheap, right. That it sucks people in like a vacuum cleaner. It's razor blades and razors. Yeah, and it's like you know what, you got a nice cheap printer, yeah, and it does a great job. But the commodities, which we're talking, referring to as the ink and the paper, especially the ink, 
is where they're making their money. Right. And right. if they don't, you know, insist that you use their ink, their cheap printer, uh, printer costs but, isn't going to last. And I right. think that's that's one of the challenges, though, is that the printer manufacturers have conditioned people to think that a printer costs this much. It's this little. Right. And the, the manufacturing costs, the transportation costs, the marketing costs, et cetera. Probably are are significantly more. It would not surprise me to see that they were selling these at cost or just under cost in order to make it back with consumables. Right. But when the the folks at home go to the local store and look at the price on the shelf, they're seeing a price that they believe to be, you know, cost plus profit. But right. there's really none, none of that there. It's all on the next shelf over at the ink. Right. So that's exactly right. And and the ink is hundreds of dollars. You know, we, we right. complain about um, gasoline yeah. being expensive per gallon. Sure. It, it, it's a hundred times more to buy ink. That's fair. Yeah. Inkjet. Well, it's more yeah. than insulin. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that's and I think you're right, Dennis. Uh, if I that's were to buy gold. Right. If I were to buy a color <clears throat> printer today, it would absolutely be a laser jet. Well, laser, a laser, some form of laser. Sure, and the colored laser printers that used to be two grand, three grand, are right. now down to three hundred bucks. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot, and also, um, a color laser page doesn't run when it gets wet. That's true. So, and that was one of the major reasons why I went yep. <laughs> to laser. You know, I, a million years ago when I was an undergrad at RIT, it was I'd print something out in my dorm room, and I'd have to run it over across the campus, slide it under the door of a professor. And, uh, you know, God forbid it happened to be raining or snowing on my way over. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and it, uh, it used to be that a color page would cost a dollar. Sure. And now they're significantly less than yeah, that. Yeah, I'm my, paying pennies per page yeah, exactly. on my, my black and white laser. We had a faculty member who insisted on printing everything to the color printer. Yeah. It was all black and white text, but he put a blue border around it. Okay. And he stopped the day we started charging his department. Right. <laughs> Yeah. For each page. Well, again, once you see the actual cost of what it takes exactly. to make a printed page, then you can do that. But, yeah, it, it makes sense to do a bunch of math. See see how many pages you're yep. getting out of your, your ink cartridges and, the and other figure thing out what is you're paying. Are, right. The other thing is that a lot of people don't print every day. True. And so often the printer dries up. They have to either do the uh, regen mm-hmm. thing or they replace the hat or – they just throw the printer out and buy another fifty dollar printer. Right. But you know, if you're using if you're using a laser, you cannot print for weeks. And yes. it's fine. Yeah, the mm-hmm. toner is a self contained right. powder that uh, that doesn't, doesn't, dry doesn't dry up, out doesn't clog it's up. Already dry. Right, right, right. So yeah. Um and and as Dennis said, laser printers nowadays are are ludicrously cheap compared to what they used to be. Now, I will say, much like color printers, you do have to replace four different toners, cyan, magenta, yellow, and and black. Um, But, again, you have the option to shop around for those things, and there are many, many different uh, locations to buy things from. I have seen when I've gone to local office supply stores that the price on the shelf there is very different than that store's own website. Yep. So... If you need to, uh, double-check the website while you're standing in the aisle and make sure, because many times a store will price match not only a competitor's website but their own, right. and it can save you a considerable amount. Right. And, and yeah, definitely the uh, um, the systems are um, designed from HP to 
as as we were saying at the beginning, to only take HP cartridges. Now, right. they had not turned that feature on for a lot of machines. Right. But so they are now sw- right. But stuff. they were built in many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. So you may well have a printer that has that feature built in, but not yet turned on. But what HP is doing now is slowly turning that feature on with updates. Right. So you may find that now. Uh, as for the the brother printers, mm-hmm. I have a brother, and I have found that every once in a while. Something my wife prints from Windows okay. disconnects it from the network. Interesting, but it doesn't happen when I print from either. And I, you know, I I don't normally print, but once a week for these things. But I did some testing. Okay, and it doesn't happen if I print from Linux. It doesn't happen if I print from um, uh, Raspberry Pi, and it doesn't happen if I print from Chromebooks. Never, never had a problem. Okay, but. Uh, Windows driver. Almost 50% of the time when my wife prints something, it then knocks the printer offline. I have to restart it. Interesting. It's was there weird. A, is there any update that she should have for uh, the she's printer? Got, believe me, I do all the updates. And it's set up to do... Post, I mean, for the printer, rates. too? Any, uh, you know, um, no, I'm, firmware updates? No, I'm up to date on that, too. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just some weird thing. It's Windows. with a win- <laughs> Exactly. There comes a point where all you can say is... It's Windows. Yeah, that's all you can attribute it to. Yeah, and uh, so you know that may I don't I, I don't I don't know if you have any Windows machines in your house, but uh, not many. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's that was where my problem came came through. Okay, um, and it's very weird to me, you know that that yeah. every once in a while she calls me up and says I'm trying to print something. Right. Hold on, I stopped the printer, started again. Everything yeah. is fine for a while now. I have seen sometimes where a print job doesn't seem to get completed when it sends the print job to the printer. Like it, it's in the middle of describing it and then suddenly just stops. And the printer is holding its hand up to its ear and, and saying, okay, I'm ready for the rest. Right. And then right. the computer never sends the rest. So it sort of puts it into a, a waiting state. Well, that's just it. it. That's what I'm unavailable. thinking is happening. Yeah. So I'm... That makes me wonder. Yeah, and that's what I think is happening. It sends, in my case, it seems to send the print, but then never says I'm done now. Hmm. Go ahead and listen for something else. Right, right. It doesn't hang up. Right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It leaves the line open. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Uh, to the phones, our first caller is James from Rochester, New York. What's up, James? Oh, hi, Nick. I have an HP printer. Yep. I bought a couple years ago, the all-in-one. And when I bought the printer... They talked me into, I signed up for that program where so much a month, so many pages and everything. And last year, I think I had a cartridge or two that I had, and I put it in, and HP locked my printer, and I couldn't use it. Here's the problem. I sort of called them and tried to get out of, the program that I had signed up for, and it's almost impossible. Right. Um, it's not a good situation. I think I'm saving, I print a lot, so much a month, and the girl called me, they have a scale where you have so many pages, and the next level, so many pages. Right. And the problem is you can't put any other cartridge in there they'll lock it up for you yep. and i had to call back get it unlocked and i found that i didn't follow through but you almost can't get out of the program 
Right. They 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 want to lock you in, James. That's the point. You're absolutely right. They yeah. have a they have a couple of different. I don't remember. They call them loyalty programs. Is basically what they are. A subscription. It's a subscription service. And, yeah. and the idea is that uh, they send you cartridges on a regular basis and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But if you if you try to use a uh, your, you know your printer is set up that if you try to use a non HP cartridge, it locks you up. And and that's, that's crazy. Yeah, well, that's you know that's part of the part of as Dennis said, that's part of what you get when you pay so little for the printer. Yeah, I I try. I didn't follow through on trying to figure it out how much I'm actually saving um, as opposed to going to Walmart and buying the cartridge and doing it like that. Right. But you should do that followed. math. It may well be that. Well, of course, if you've got an HP printer, it's probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, now never going to let you put a non-HP cartridge in there. Correct. So you you know you may it may not be useful to you to to do that. But yeah, has anyone ever tried to figure out? Are you actually saving money? I think I am, but I'm not sure. You're not saving money over a non-HP cartridge, but I think you save money over, over just randomly buying your own cartridge. Right. Over buying them at a store. Right. The right. HP. Right. Yeah. What's the difference? Like. If I did get out of that program, what would be the best type of cartridge that that works good and would save me money? The, the next level down from I guess or whatever from HP. Well, it, I don't think it matters in your case because your printer will always lock up with a non-HP cartridge. It doesn't have anything to do with the um, uh, uh, contract you're on. It has to do with the printer itself is locking up when you use a non-HP cartridge. Can I get out of the program? Is there a way to, to do you know? I, I think you'd have to call them and, and ask if you can get out of the program, but that won't stop you from needing an HP cartridge. Unless you pick a different printer. Right. You'd have to change your printer to be able to get out of the HP cartridge uh, lockup. So that's for life? Yeah. Ay-ay-ay. Yep. That's the way they do it. Unless they, well, they probably have an annual renewal, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, unless he reports that the printer died. Well, uh, right. check, check the fine print of your agreement and see what the right. options I'm are. I'm afraid I'm not uh, familiar with the, with the details of those agreements since I don't have an HP printer. Uh, but you should have a, a contract <laughs> and you should be able to take a look at it and, and see what it says and, and how to get out of it. The girl tried to tell me, because I do print a lot, to go to the next level, like after 500 pages or whatever, but I never really followed through. But anyway, thank you for the information. It's very, very excellent. Thank you. Thank you, James. Have okay, a good week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, I don't... Uh, look, that, it, <coughs> let us be honest. Their job is to upsell you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, a, they're, they're, a a business. Product, they're a product company that's trying to become a services company. Right, right. And the, the, the reality is, it's, it, like I said, it's like razors and razor blades. You know, you don't make money on the razor, but you sell an awful lot of razor blades at a very high margin. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with the printers. They practically give, give away the printers. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're paying $90 for a color printer, right. that's, that's ludicrously cheap. 
That's what they call a loss leader. That was made on the other side of the planet. Right. Exactly <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. They had to extract oil from the ground and make the plastic and inject right. it and pay people to, to man the machines and uh, build the servos that go in and the stepper motors to run the print head and right. the print heads that have microscopic mm-hmm. holes in them. You think all that costs 90 bucks? Right. Exactly <laughs> right. Mm-mm. But they can sell it to you for 90 bucks because they're going to sell you ink at three to $400 a gallon. Yeah, and over the lifetime of the printer, they're they're going to be just fine. They're they're going to be more than fine, right? So if you had a car that they, they you were able to buy brand new for say four grand, <laughs> yeah, brand new, a nice car, full size, seats five, power windows, the whole the whole nine yards, but you could only buy gas at one brand of gas station, and instead of three dollars and fifty cents a gallon, the gas was eighteen dollars a gallon. <laughs> Well, for the longest time, Tesla did that with their electric cars. Sure. If you didn't put a charger in your home, you could only charge it at a Tesla charging station. Okay. Well, yeah, because they have a proprietary uh, connector. Right. So what that meant was it, you could you could certainly now, for example, in my case, I actually looked into this. I pay about 13 cents per kilowatt hour. Okay. We're in Rochester, New York. We have Ganae. We mm-hmm. have all, you know all of that. And, it, it, and hydro and... Hydro, and it's all it's about 13 cents a kilowatt hour. But if I charge at a uh, Tesla station, it's between 40 and 45 cents per kilowatt hour. Mm. Well, that's a slight increase. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. But they're also able to shove electrons into your car a lot faster than you can it, at home. Uh, granted. <laughs> granted. On the other hand, now I, I just I just put a new windshield in my, in my Nissan, my 11, my 12-year-old Nissan Cube. Uh-huh. Uh, so... I'm not looking to change my car anytime soon, but... Well, and like your costs per page for prints, what's your cost per mile to drive? Well, that's exactly right, (laughs) considering how long I've had that car. And and the car's paid off. How little I paid for it, right, and it's all paid off. You know, the one thing James should do is, you know, like you say, uh, figure out how much it is costing him right now to pay for this program and everything else versus then just go, you know, and if it is ludicrous... Versus, say, going out and buying another printer and buying the ink out of pocket. Yep, you got to do that what, comparison. What's the cost differential? Right. It's exactly right. He's got to do some homework there. And not a lot. No. A little bit of uh, algebra. Because he can always, I mean, call him up and say, you know, hey, I got a different printer. And, you know. I need to get out of the contract yeah. because I bought a different printer. Yeah, I bought a Canon. Be really, they'd be really happy about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Interesting. But I mean, that's you know, I mean, one, he's got to do some homework, and it's not a lot or hard. Figure out what it's costing him and how many pages he's doing, and go that way. Yeah, yeah. When you do that math, then then the, what to do becomes a lot more clear. I Interesting. I've never I've never figured my um, cost per mile. Cost per mile. Oh. Uh, can I guess? I bet you're at around twelve cents a mile. Just off the top of my head, you're you're high. I'm high. Okay. Yeah. All right. I remember yeah. the last time I did it back before gas went over three dollars a gallon. Right. I was at uh, like eight or nine nine ish cents a mile yeah. for, for my car. At the I time. was just asking my stepson how much you know he uh, he pays for gas over in Minnesota. They're down to he goes. Yeah, if we go to say Costco or one of the, it's two ninety nine. Yep, mm, pretty good. It's like, yeah, yep. we 
we haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. And I think ours is taxes. Uh, some of it is, but it, it actually gets... Uh, I was surprised. I drove over to Boston. It was actually cheaper in Boston than it was here. But yeah. uh, I was over at uh, the local big box store getting my gas the other day, and I think I paid three eighteen or so. Yeah. And uh, that felt felt decent. Not amazing, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's but, what uh, I did. It's not bad. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with uh, Dave Enright, Dennis Worster, me, Nick Francesco, Steve Ray's on the on the uh, StreamYard private chat, and he's got a couple of things to say, and I'll mention those when we come back. I just I wasn't looking. I apologize, Steve. Uh, like I said, our chat is not working, but uh, uh, I screwed something up. Get over yourself. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with a whole lot more sound bites on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at soundbites.org. More with Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Dennis Worster. And at 35 minutes after the hour, we are Soundbites. And we cannot find the page. We uh, we have J.D. from Altoona, PA on the line. How are things down in Altoona, J.D.? Not too bad. How about you guys? We're good. We're good. What's up? Uh, about the printers. Um, for one thing, this shouldn't really surprise anybody. Um, while I was waiting to get a hold of you, I did a little research and... HP's been being uh, bashed online in articles, including uh, Consumer Reports and the Washington Post as far back as 2014 yep. for rolling out firmware that blocked third-party cartridges. Yep. And so it's, it, this really shouldn't surprise anybody that they've cycled through and we're going into another phase of it. Um, but at the same time, one thing that kind of negates the issue is the rollout of new versions of Windows. If they're going to keep pushing where you need new hardware and things, it almost doesn't matter because if they roll out a new version of Windows, you have to buy a new printer anyways, in which case you're going to get a new toner cartridge to go with it. Well, yeah, if you have to buy a new printer, um, then you, you might want to look at not HP. Uh, if uh, you know, Like Dennis says, you do the math. Do your homework. If if you feel that you're still getting value for your money, then go yeah. for it. Um, and certainly his math is very different from because he's using a laser printer yep. than uh, than someone who's doing inkjet. Um, True. But um, yeah, if you know, in my case, I found that the brother printer was less expensive. I could get really inexpensive toner cartridges that have worked wonderfully in the thing for the last five years. Um, so yeah, I mean, and and so far, every weird type of paper my or label or anything my wife wants to put through it, it works works pretty great. It also depends on your volume, right? You know how right. much of stuff do you really print? Like you were saying, mainly you know you print out just the news to bring into the studio, right? And a lot of it just goes up to the cloud. You know, I mean, right. Well, my wife prints a lot because uh, of so does uh, mine. market. Sure. So, and uh, but that's all black and white. I mean, we don't we don't need yeah. color. So, an inexpensive, 
laser printer, black and white laser printer, with really inexpensive cartridges uh, that we get from a company called, I believe, Arthur. Okay. I don't know who Arthur is, but he sells cheap cartridges. Good to know. And everyone has worked flawlessly. Hmm. So far. I'm going to open a new tab. So, yeah, no, I get it, J.D. You're absolutely right. So it, it was just a consideration, and, and I'm not saying HP is the right one for everybody. Um, I've never personally had a problem with any of the ones I've bought, but like I said, you know, if if you're going to stick with Windows instead of moving to something else and Microsoft is going to force you to get new hardware, it at least factors into the cost equation. Right. If you're going to have to buy a new printer with them, with, with you getting the ink cartridges with the printer when you buy it, right. it, it it just factors in to the cost, mm-hmm. you know. So, yep, yep. No, but, I absolutely agree. And also, you're, you, you know, we've we've talked about this. People are printing less. Sure, you know, yeah. they're 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 passing documents around via email. They're putting them on the web uh, in one form or another, whether it's through some sort of document storage thing like Google Docs or iCloud or whatever, or or throwing them on a website for people. Uh, so there's less of that kind of printing. Uh, frankly, the people who do the most printing are older. You know, my my daughter doesn't even own a printer. Or musicians. <laughs> or musicians, exactly. I, I can tell you, uh, because of my day job, that there are a lot of people who are all sorts of ages who are printing uh, sheet music to right. put on their music stands and want to make annotations <laughs> right. with an actual pencil and right. so no, forth. But, yes. but yes, it, it, but those but are specialized. Kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a mm-hmm. niche, niche right. thing, but it does right. exist. And of course, you got to print your set list. Yep. And uh, I get that. But, you know, most people, and like I said, my daughter doesn't even own a printer. Every she's once in a dad. while, she's got dad. Every <laughs> once in a while, you know, when. Sends when, the file to you and you print it. When she's got it, when, you know, when she applied for her current job, mm-hmm. they, you know, they wanted a printed resume right dad can you print this i'll pick it up yep absolutely not a problem right heck yeah but that's uh you know that's other than things like that she hasn't printed anything in years the other thing i see people printing that still surprises me that that it's actually a thing is they're printing digital photos onto photo paper right uh and they're making enlargements and they're they're printing things out and putting them in frames giving them as gifts and what have you and and it, at my house, I think we did the math, and we learned that we lived only a couple of miles from our local uh, drugstore. Right. The drugstore had a website that let you run an app on your phone. You could actually select the picture from mm-hmm. your phone, send it over to them. You could pay through your phone, and then you just walk in, give them Pick your name, up. and they hand it to you. And you, you know, because again, they can also sell you soda and chips and right, 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 and, right, right. You know, oil other of commodities, and all the other things that they have a higher profit margin on. Right, <laughs> right. Not that and they aren't making money on no, those pictures. No, no, they're they're doing fine. They're doing but, fine. Uh, the, but it's so inexpensive to to get things that way that it just doesn't justify the the expense and the hassle of mm-hmm. having an extra device at your house and having to maintain and care for it and keep it up to date and keep it running smoothly. Um, there are lots of alternatives out there for printing things, and uh, yep. you know, keep in mind what all of your alternatives are, not just the ones that you can have shipped to your house. My father-in-law, when he passed, had a photo printer, mm-hmm. which I've never taken out of the box. Yeah, it's it's just sitting in the attic. We've never had a need for it. Right. Like you, like you said, the few, the very, very few times 
we've needed, you know, I bought my wife a digital uh, photo frame mm-hmm. for market and sure. one for her desk at work. And, you know, she can, she can scroll Load through. It up. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. My parents love theirs. Yep. And you can send the one my parents have. You can actually go to the website and upload pictures of the grandkids. And then when they come and have their coffee the next morning, the new pictures are there. And they say, oh, hey, look at that. Yep. And, and the quality is a lot better. Yeah. The quality yeah, the is just digital fine. Digital uh, frames the versus, frames have gotten way you know, the printing. Now. Yeah. Yep. It's like, the early well, ones and the other rough. thing is uh, um, I have a Google TV. Okay. And so my screensaver is a folder in uh, Google Photos. Mm-hmm. So I put yeah. pictures I want to see. Right in that frame, and and now I'm you know they're on a seventy inch television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and my Echo shows do the same thing, and so do the Google Home Hub? devices. Yeah, Nest Home, Google Home, Google, right? Whatever they call the thing, the one with the screen, the one with the screen. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and it makes it makes a great deal of sense, and it makes a great deal of of uh, of uh, useful um, savings. I think over. Over a lot of that stuff, you know, like right. you said, um, you take pictures of the grandkids and you can shoot them right to your grandparents without any problem. Right. And they just show up. They're there. So, And it makes a nice gift to give to the grandparents uh, when, when gifting time comes, whether that's anniversary or right. birthdays or holidays, then, yep. uh, then that's a, a nice thing. And I have yet to meet a grandparent who hasn't enjoyed seeing pictures of the grandkids. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pretty, pretty safe bet that this is going right. to be a win. Right. All right, JD. Thanks. Hey, uh, one other thing, if you've got time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a reminder for everybody who's looking for a three D printer. I'm pretty sure you guys have a micro center up the your way. Yep. Uh, uh, no, do we, we don't locally, but there's one in. Oh. Do you know a micro center deal? Oh yes, uh, they've still got the offer for the Ender three three uh, D printers. Uh, with if you sign up for an email coupon, you can get it for ninety nine dollars. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's pretty great. And I mean, I've got three of them now at my point, uh, and most of my buddies have at least two or three of them. And Amazon's definitely being kept busy delivering uh, filament. Oh please, <laughs> I have more filament. I'm ashamed. Ashamed at how much filament I've got. Well, now I know who to call yeah. when I'm in a in a, in a bind. A- absolutely, any color but pink. I'm on my way over. Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> you know that. Not a problem. Just, just put it on the put it on the porch. I'll pick it up. <laughs> exactly right. No right problem. It, if you have that much filament on hand, Nick, then obviously you don't have enough printers to, for throughput. That's good. That's point. exactly correct. Yes. That is exactly <laughs> correct. Uh-huh. And and I'm take my care, life, everybody. Take care, JD. Thank Thanks. I have said this before. I'll say it again. I am just a print monkey for my wife and my daughter. I get all the time. You know, I'm printing stuff for market right. all the time. You know what I really need at market? Just give me the yes. dimensions. Right, yeah. You send me the send me the link. I'll get it. Yep, just give me the dimensions. Well, no, half the stuff I have to build, it's all bespoke stuff. So I'm, uh, I'm doing some of that. My daughter put a new uh, desk set up in the house and for her uh, gaming rig, and she wanted a special uh, device to hold her headphones and another device to hold her controller on the desk and give it a place to live. So I fired up the 3D printer and and made that happen and was happy to do it. Um, it's the kind of thing now where it's uh, I'm always surfing YouTube to see what are people printing that looks interesting and how are they using this to uh, to help organize themselves or printing bins that are specific to the types of things you want to store to keep them from being a big jumbled pile in the drawer. Right. That kind of thing. So I'm 
I'm uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I have to thank Nick for uh, <laughs> getting that bug there. I or, a, or blaming me for the no, money you're you know, spending. No, it's not that bad. I I found a good Bla- a Black Friday deal last uh, fall. Yep, that's and, how I did it, and got an Ender three V two, and uh, proceeded to print a few upgrades for it. And uh, <laughs> that's always the first you're three things. You're singing my life, my yeah. friend. You're singing my life. It's amazing what you know. I had an idea for this uh, little gauge I wanted. Okay, and a friend of mine, uh, fellow ham. We were sitting there talking while we were doing the testing at RIT, and I says, yeah, I need to get this. He goes, well, how big do you need it? And I gave him the dimensions. Two weeks later, all of a sudden, he goes, sends me a picture. He goes, would this do? Oh, yeah. So the following week was our meeting. He brings it in. How's this? He even put my call sign up in. Yeah, you can customize it. Yeah. So what it is is. It's just a simple gauge that you set this wire in. And depending on what ham stick I'm using, it's various lengths. Right. And so instead of having to mark up the steel, which it doesn't stay, mm-hmm. it's such a narrow fit. You, I try putting paint on it to mark it. Yeah. No, it gets rubbed off. Mm. So it's a lot easier now. I just take this gauge that he made me, set it in there, and I'm looking where I want say 10 meters i grab it there drop it down in tighten it boom you're done i see yeah yeah i got different uh markings for 10 15 20 40 so this is for your antenna to make sure it's the right wavelength yeah okay yeah got it my daughter wanted a a little tchotchke Mm -hmm. for her birthday and uh she wanted uh the interior piece to be white and the exterior to be pink okay I have every color in the rainbow but pink. <laughs> so I bought pink. Uh-huh. Now I have pink. Now you have pink. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I have, uh, I have, uh, I'm embarrassed to say I have 45 <laughs> I kilos. Have three. I have kilos. All right. 45 kilos. Well, you print up a, uh, a list of what you got and I can buy you out of, of whatever you don't want. I, I've got a list online, my friend. <laughs> You're a step ahead of me. I'll tell you what it is at the break. <laughs> very good, very good. All right. So, uh, back to the phones. Our next caller is Art from Rochester, New York. What's up, Art? Hi, Nick. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and thanks for coming in on a snowy day. I know. I, I, don't, I put pants on and everything for this. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Uh, though I'm not looking on YouTube. So are these um, guys. <laughs> uh, I do have a, it's, it's actually a very interesting discussion you've been having about inkjet cartridges. I, I don't want to talk about that, but I used to work for a formerly large company uh-huh. in Rochester, and mm-hmm. I was tangentially related with that, so I, I feel your pain. Yep, yep. Um, the reason I called in today was discuss Linux, specifically Ubuntu upgrades. Um, before I do that, though, uh, unfortunately, Steve is not in now. I did want to mention last week he, you guys went off on a little tangent, and he mentioned how he uh, tends to saturate his office network when he downloads large Apple updates. Right. Um, if he's interested, I can call in next week. But I found a way to automate that via command line to grab it from an official uh, Apple server. Oh, very so, uh, nice. So I, if you got him on chat there, you, you can just ask him simply... You know, if he's interested, I can call in next week. Um, so I'm calling about Ubuntu. Yep. I'm running 20.04 LTS. Yep. 
been running it for about a year and a half. And when I initially put that up, and I had to fight a little battles. I was crossing over from a different operating system, the Linux operating system. Mm -hmm. And I discovered I do not like Pulse Audio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm calling today to, to see if you, if you have background experience with Pulse Audio and Pipewire. I haven't used... I, I use Pulse Pulse Audio. In fact, that's what we're having a little trouble with today. Um, <laughs> um, in fact, so... Uh, you should explain what Pulse Audio is. Yeah, Pulse you. Audio is the, is the um, uh, capture and audio... Capture and playback of audio uh, and video. That's what Pulse Audio does. It's the driver. It's the it's the audio driver for uh, Linux. Uh, okay. Pipewire is a different one, um, and uh, yeah, Pipewire can be used as an audio server. Um, um, there there are really three. There's Pulse Audio. There's Jack, and there's Pipewire, and Pipewire is designed really uh, to to be used as an audio server, replacing both Pulsewire and Jack. I haven't played with it much so far, uh, but it's supposed to be excellent. Okay. Um, so, so as as I as I opened um, the conversation, I'm starting to think about upgrading. Uh, to 2204 LTS this summer, and I don't, I don't really like Pulse Audio, Pipewire. I can make work to my requirements. My requirements are bit perfect audio, so when I'm sending audio via FLAC files to the DAC, the uh, the Linux server automatically shifts the bit rate. The problem right. with Pulse Audio is you're locked to a specific bit rate. So right. that's why I don't like Pulse Audio. Um, so I tried 2204 LTS and figured out how to enable Pipewire on 2204 LTS. And, um, you know, all the documentation says you can configure it to make it bit perfect and switch bit rates, but it didn't. I discovered that the version of Pipewire included with 2204 LTS had a bug that broke that feature. Hmm. Oh, interesting. And, and I looked up the bug fix, and the, the guy who fixed it, his comments were, this is broken again, which did not give me warm, fuzzy feelings. <laughs> right, 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 right. For sure. But, but they fixed it, and I, I added the PPA for Pipewire and actually fixed it, and I can make it work. So at this point, I'm, I'm still kind of theoretical. You know, which way should I go? Should I embrace Pipewire, which really doesn't do anything for me, or should I try to go back to a distribution that is just pure alpha? So I guess I'm asking for a philosophical answer. This is my first major upgrade to yeah. Ubuntu. Um, I don't like the idea of adding the PPA. I want something stable since this is my DVR box. You know, I'm not adding stuff. I'm not changing stuff a lot. It just you know plays TV and plays music. Um, so the road I'm going down, 2204 LTS with Pipewire, do you think this is something that can be stable? I, th I think it 
Yeah, um, yeah I think it can be. Um, um, I know people run it on Arch, although I don't, I don't use Arch myself. But I know people uh, who use it with Arch. I know people who use it on Fedora. Um, I, I and Gentoo, um, but um, OpenSUSE's Tumbleweed, uh, bless you, offers it. Garuda offers it, um, but I haven't. I'm afraid I don't. I don't use much of those. But but I do know that you can run um, the pipe wire has really three pieces: pipe wire also, pipe wire jack, and pipe wire pulse. And that means that pipe wire. Um, pretends to be each of those so that devices that don't work with pipe wire directly say they work with pulse. Okay. If you load pipe wire pulse, pipe wire presents itself as pulse to those devices. Fakes it out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got I that running. I, I figured out how to do that. Yeah. Um, um, do, you, do you know of any distributions that just do pure alpha? I do not, I'm afraid. I couldn't find any. And yeah. I, I, I was successful. I successfully built a Ubuntu server that did not have pulse audio, uh, but it was a real pain. And yeah. I, I discovered that packages just say this is recommended, so I had to figure out how to throw a switch to uh, apt install to say do not install recommended uh, packages. You know, So it's a clean... Alpha system, but that also seems to be like uh, an ongoing maintenance problem. You're right, right. Well, one of the things I might suggest is you take a look at some of the uh, light packages. They're packages designed for uh, super light systems, like Puppy Linux and things like that. Okay. Uh, and I haven't really paid much attention to that, but I know that with many of them, you can pick and choose what you install and don't install. Well, you can do that with any Linux distro, yeah. really, but... You can pick and choose what you install and don't install, and I think if you if you dig deep enough, you'll be able to not install Pulse Audio. Okay, so uh, Puppy was the one that you recommended. When we a little bit, yeah, what about but, uh, pretty much anyone you can you. Many Linux distributions will say, you know, um, uh, you know, you have a, a choice of the standard or roll your own, basically whatever they whatever they happen to call it. And okay. if you go into roll your own, you can say nope, 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 nope to a whole lot of things. Okay. What okay. about oh, damn yeah. small Linux? Damn small Linux, I don't think has been updated in a while. Hmm. One of the two, yeah. damn small and puppy, one of the two hasn't been updated in a while. Yeah, see, that that's part of the problem. I have unique requirements. I, I want something that's updated and kept up to date, but not on the bleeding edge. Right, right, right. You know, and so I, I, I can't... Some really old ones that are really out of date that were targeted to audio enthusiasts, but you know those those are not going to be an option. Be that as may, so you're getting towards the top of the hour. I thank you for this information. Just, just a quick question. Just yeah. where, now, do you have a, happen to have another computer lying around that you could uh, do experiments on that? That's what I've been doing. I've been experimenting okay. these. I'm getting okay. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. Time. I mean, that's the way to do it. And you know, try uh, the twenty uh, twenty two oh four long term. Well, also support. try go to Distro Watch and take a look at some of those distributions. Yeah. and see yeah. what they have in them. Yeah, I, I you, you had a link on your web page maybe three four weeks ago. Yep. And I went through those and 
they're all false. Hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look again. I got yeah. a few months. Um, the other thing, of course, you can you can run. Uh, somebody's going to call and say this. Of course, you can run Gentoo, which is uh, which is completely roll your own. Yeah. You 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 start with nothing, and you say, "I want this and this and this and this," and and Literally essentially build, build your build system. your own operating system. Yeah. Gentoo. Okay, I'll look at that. That's G E N T O O. Oh, I like rolling my own. There you my go. Editor. Gen two is your is your jam be, then. That could work. My, my my editor of choice is GI. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, congratulations. Build your own and don't inhale. That's right. Exactly but, right. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah. as, as I'm leaving, I just want to mention that it appears that your chat uh, page is actually working. People are typing in it. Oh, it's working. Excellent. Thanks. Good to know. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. bye. Uh, apparently, I'm the one who can't get to it, but everybody else can. That's great. <laughs> All right. That music tells us you've wasted an entire hour of your life with this nonsense, but do not go away. There's a whole other hour of the longest running computer system show, so not system show, in the known universe coming your way. We have a whole other hour of Dave Enright, luckily, a whole other hour of Dennis Worcester. And a whole nother hour of me, Nick Francesco. But most importantly, a whole nother hour of your phone calls. 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299 or 800-790-0415. We're going to take a slightly longer break, a little bio break, if you will. But uh, come on back because we are going to do a whole lot more sound bites. I'll see if I can uh, uh, access chat. That'll be exciting. And... uh, We'll go from there, um, and we'll be back on the other side. Don't go too far. Before you call into our show, please make note of the following rules. One, turn your radio down. Two, turn your radio down lower. Three, remember, nobody has invented a good-sounding speakerphone yet. Don't use them. Four, make sure you have a point. It makes for a more interesting show. Five, calling does not guarantee you'll get on the air. No whining. Six, if you do get on the air, please do not tell the host what you just told the screener. We don't care. And seven, is that radio turned down yet? We hope this will make for a more enjoyable program, and we thank you for your time. It's America's longest-running computer show. Back to more sound bites with Nick, Dave, and Steve. Next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. WGMC Greece, Rochester. A public service of the Greece Central School District. Jazz 90.1. On Facebook at Jazz 901FM. Welcome back to America's longest-running computer show, Sound Bites, on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Get online now. Call 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free 800-790-0415. Or submit your question by email at soundbites.org. Once again, here's Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Dennis Worster. And at five minutes after the hour, you're listening to the second hour of the longest-running computer show in the known universe, Sound Bites, right here on member-supported Jazz 90.1. I'm excited that the chat is working. I don't know why I wasn't able to get it at first, but I'm in now. Uh, I apologize that uh, StreamYard... Probably should talk to the developer of that chat. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you he know, did his, something wrong. Make somewhere. Sure, make his sure code. Knows. It's probably sloppy code. You yeah, know, I'm sure it's sloppy code. Go in code. there and help him out. You should probably get a developer that knows something about computers. That would be lovely. I don't he, know where we're going to find His daughter's that, busy then. right now. She's working. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Uh, but the, the chat is working, and I'm very excited about that. And uh, so we're here uh, with the chat. Very nice. Very exciting. And uh, Yeah, we should remind folks, though, again, about the chat. Okay. We're not doing know? all the other. Uh, right. I mean, we had too many chats going on. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know. We had to centralize it, and what better way than just to bring people to our webpage mm-hmm. and drive the traffic, and it brings people so you can, while you're there, before you click on the chat, you can also click on the to vote in the poll. Which you should do. The, uh, yeah, and also just to see the other content there. Instead of supporting other uh, media, you know, why not support Soundbites and, you know, Go, then go into the chat room and see what's going on there. Yep. So uh, that chat is is theoretically, if it's working correctly, available every uh, every Saturday from noon to two. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it starts at initializing until uh, until somebody actually um, until somebody actually types something in. It'll mm-hmm. say initializing because that's the first thing in the chat. Um, and yes, you have to do a, a force reload because uh, I I apparently can't understand how to work JavaScript, so now it's just back to PHP. So uh, it works though, and that's the important part. So yeah. uh, we're in there, and and as as Dave said, we had we had four or five places we were doing the chat, and it just was too much to keep. We've track got of too who much going on here in the studio yeah. to be bouncing from one to the other to the other to the other. It's up to you two guys. I mean, and Steve's doing the listings of you know that type of stuff. You're trying to read the news, and I'm running the board. You know, we've got a lot going on here in the studio, and it's not a big studio, folks. It's true, right? And, um, you know, yeah. and we. Just, can't do it all. Okay. Sometimes we can't do any of it, but we definitely can't do it all. Well, we've been faking it for 33 years. That's exactly right. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so if you want to head over to soundbites.org, you'll see there's a, under the important links, you'll see the chat. Um, I think we have neglected two important pieces of information. What's One, that? there will be no um, lounge tomorrow night uh, because... My daughter is having her birthday party, and uh, we have uh, my in-laws coming in, and I don't think I'll be in any shape by 9 o'clock to, <laughs> to, to be in a no. chat. So we're not having a chat tomorrow night. You're going to partake? The other truly important thing is today, today, March 11th, St. Patty's is Spring. in fact the 128th birthday of Mr. Shemp Howard. My goodness. Exactly right. Also, uh, Douglas Adams, Alex Kingston, and John Barrowman. My goodness. Yes. Also, Rupert Murdoch and Sam Donaldson. (laughs) If you need them. Bobby McFerrin. I love Bobby McFerrin. Sure. What's not to like? Exactly. Um, Quite a day. Quite quite the day. Got a little bit of everything there. Yep. So uh, you can join us in that chat and ask questions. Um, there is uh, uh, KV, KJV Bible and the number uh, asked um, if if you can um, send email 
to a text number. Um, yes, you yeah. can. There are a number of ways to do it. One way um, is if you know the carrier gateway, as Mad Max says, uh, if you know the particular carrier gateway and the phone number. So, uh, you know, whatever your phone number is, um, uh, you know, uh, 585-123-4567, right? Mm-hmm. So you could then, you know, um, uh, let's say you're on Verizon, that's vtex.com. So it would be uh, 585-123-4567 at vtex.com. will send an email message. They cannot send one back, generally speaking. So if you're on your phone and you send that as no, if you're on your your email computer. program, okay, and you send it, you send something to that number, yeah, to that email address, then it will come to your phone. It comes to your phone. Okay. Now you're you're stuck with all the same limitations that that um, text messaging has, mm-hmm. 127 characters or whatever the number is, and right. all that other stuff. But it will do that much. Okay. Could be a good way to set up automated notifications. I do that. I I send myself automated notifications all the time that way. Okay. Um, and you know, I write, I create cron jobs, and it sends me stuff. Fun. Um, uh, and that works. Uh, if you have, um, there are online systems that will do the same thing, and with some of well, with many of them, if you pay, you can also receive text messages. Okay. But if you do not, but generally speaking, while you can send text messages that way, you cannot receive them. All right, back to the phone. Our next caller is Roger from Rochester, New York. What's up, Roger? Um, I have an Android Gmail. I have an Android A115, about four years old. Okay. If I had, if I had a hair left, I'd pull it out. <laughs> two, two questions for email. I have a duplicate email address. I have just wasted the first hour of your show trying once again to figure out how to delete the incorrect one. And question two is, is there a way to set up new folders in, in uh, Gmail? Yes. It, okay, so two, two, two separate things. Who makes your phone again? Samsung. Oh, Samsung. Yeah, it's a Galaxy. So you have to make we, – we need to know another piece of information. Um, in a Samsung phone, there are two email programs. There's mail and Gmail. No, no, no. The program you use to get at your mail. So, yes, you have – right, yes, you have two email programs. One is called mail and the other is – I think they're both called mail, but one is from Samsung and one is from Gmail, from Google. I think I'm using Google. I don't think I'm using the Samsung. Okay. If you, uh, the Samsung one used to at least be blue and the Gmail one is a multicolored M. It's the multicolored M. Okay. Then what you can do in order to set up a forward, you actually, the easiest way to do that is from the website. Uh, do you have a, a computer as well? No, I do not. Okay. Then um, in Gmail, oh, boy. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. Please hold. Uh, talk I quietly about that. Your opinion of their, of their code, because I, I wrote them a week and a half ago and got nowhere. 
Yeah, they're not. They're not. That's not what they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do. Gmail. There we go. Um. Oh, that's not going to be it. It's in the this other the... thing. It's in settings. There you go. There's there's all kinds of ways on uh, on the on the help system, but none of them none of them correspond to this phone, this system. Well, that's the other part of the problem. Um, what even if I tell you how to do it, um, it's a four year old phone. Well, it's not that. It's it's. Look, we've we've said this before. The big dog has to be the last one to mark the tree. Yep. And and Samsung makes all kinds of changes to the software before it sends it out. Um, one of the things that you can do is using the browser in the phone, go to gmail.com and sign in there. Huh. So once once you're there, um, you should be, and it'll probably um, angrily say you should be using the app. But, um, but it, once you dismiss that, once you dismiss that, uh, it works just like normal on the on the thing, and so you should be able to go in and, uh, as you can with anything else, um, uh, hit the um, um, you go down to the bottom and see what address you're using, right? Yeah, uh, you can certainly see what address you're using. And you can you should also be able to uh, go into the uh, system and and set uh, forwards and things like that through the. Through the I, I haven't looked under anything titled forward. I've looked under. I've been, I've been today. I've been searching autofill. Um, right, right, right. And it's I'm, I'm getting getting nowhere. The 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 pathways that are suggested don't exist on this phone. Yeah, honestly, if they don't, you're. I'm, I hate to say this, but you're going to have to get a. I think you're going to. You're going. Well, I'm not seeing any way to do. It's a fairly common problem. There's all kinds of uh, messages on the on the on the internet on the on the help systems. They're on the various help systems, and none of them none of them go anywhere for this with this phone. Right. 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 Yeah, I'm not seeing it either, I'm afraid. It looks like it's something you have to set. That can't be right. Addresses and It's not in the phone. I can't find it anywhere associated with auto autofill. Uh, I can't find it in keyboard. Some people go to keyboard to fix it. That was the last thing I tried. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of uh, searching here. So are to... you trying to set... Ah, are you trying to an email? You type a name, and suggestions come up. For this particular name, I get two suggestions. One of them is a misspelling. Oh, you're not trying to forward? I'll have a reply. Generally, it's a reply. Oh, you've got okay. You've that's a separate. I'm sorry. I thought you said something about forwarding. Yeah, he did. So it sounds like he's got some cached addresses and then yeah. one in the address book and he's got to figure out where they live and a cache either that's that's also mentioned somewhere in here in my searches right so it could be in your contacts list on the phone itself it could be in the contacts lists at gmail's website right so and we have to figure out which location it lives in so we can get rid of it so it'll stop 
showing up as a... I'm not familiar with a Gmail website. No, I get that. But you should be able to... You should be able to delete them out of your contacts list. Nope. Can't find it. Okay. Are you looking under... What's the best way to get to the contacts? Are you looking in contacts or are you looking in Gmail itself? Right now I have phone contacts open. Okay. And you said you did not see it there. The three dots? Whoop. I got fat fingers. Do a little more searching here. Ah. You familiar with fat fingers? Oh, believe me. Hmm. Delete, share, speed dial numbers, and settings. Right, right, right. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's very interesting. <laughs> if you Sorry search through contacts for that name by the misspelling, you still don't find it. Say that again, please. If you search in contacts. For the misspelled name, you don't find it? Under, under the person's name, I have, I just, just today, within the last hour, I noticed that the correct and incorrect spellings are both under the, under the name. The, that's not what and I, I asked you. It. If you search for the incorrect spelling in context, do you find it? Uh, I haven't tried that. Try that. That's a separate question and that's the thing you should you should try search uh put the put that type that name in type the incorrect spelling of that name yes and that sh- and see if it comes up name uh, at ah. we don't you I, I, we don't need to wait for you to do that but that's the the, the way to do that okay okie doke try yep. that um um don't one. search for the person Search for the incorrect spelling. All right. I haven't tried that. Yeah, try that. Yep, and you can give us a call back and let us know how it goes. Yeah, call us back. And second question? Yep. Um, I would like to treat the mail folders as a file system, as I would normally do on a full-blown computer. I don't know. They have a funny name for files. Uh, They have um, personal receipts, work. I'd like to create a new category. I think they call them categories. Labels. Yeah. Okay. Can't find that either. You, again, on the phone, right? Yes. I think we had this question last week, and we discovered. I wasn't here last week. No, I know that. I'm just trying to remember what we said. <laughs> um, so if I were to pick that up. And say, change label. Yeah, it doesn't let me add a label. It looks like you can only add labels on the website. Let's see. In the Gmail app, you open a message, top right, tap more, tap change labels, then tap add or remove labels. According to... I see change... Oh, change labels. And I don't... I don't see add or remove labels. Well, that's the challenge with Google is that they're changing the 
experience more often than they're updating the documentation for it. And then their website helps you find things that are documentation that may not apply to the, the uh, lived experience that you were having while you use their products. And that's always been one of my big complaints against Google in general is that their documentation doesn't match what you see. Right. Uh, the name at incorrect spelling, no results found. In con- contact, search. Name okay. at incorrect spelling. Then what no it results. sounds like is it's an, it's an address that's been added uh, in your cache. Okay. Uh, that was mentioned someplace. I'll find that later. Okay. It's in your cache, definitely not in your... Uh, um, in your other thing, in your uh, in your contacts. Mm-hmm. I, I, usually, when I go to, go to backup, I clear I clear a lot of caches, but I don't generally do the phone book cache. There you go. Hmm. It may not be in the phone book cache. It may be in the Gmail app cache. Well, I do that also. That that one gets cleared every Saturday. But I'm listening to you guys. All right, okay. And uh, clearly, it's uh, something else. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. So. I'll, I'll try that. Look at those various caches. And as far as creating a, a, a new folder or label or whatever, I'm um, Loy, out of luck. I I think you are. I think we had this question last week, and the response was um, darn. Yep. <laughs> when I when I did a web search for four words, Android phone add label. I got a number of responses back, including some that were links to videos that talk about how to do it. Uh, I think that if you can do a web search for Android phone ad label, okay, you might get some good results that can point you in the right direction. Android ad label. Android phone ad label. Will do. Think and when I fix that, I'll call you back. My 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 backup, my dual backup problems every Saturday, which I do faithfully while listening to you guys. Good, that's what we like to hear. Backups are great. We love them. Uh, okay, that's that's for another time. This this is my current headache. Okay, thanks right, for calling. Right, right. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not seeing a way. I can change the label. Right. And if I click that, I see all the labels. If but I don't see a way to add or there's remove no plus sign or no, add none or, of that. So if you click change, does it just let you select Ooh, one that you want to what change? What if I do this? Like a long press? No, that didn't do it. That didn't do it. Hmm. Interesting. Now if I say change label, nope, still won't get a chance. I can change the label. I can't add or remove a label. And what does changing the label do? Let you set a different color or change the text? It changes the – you create – labels are essentially folders. Yeah. They're, they're not, but they're they like are. They're like tags. Yeah, right. And you set them in the web app. Right. And then they duplicate on your phone. So I can go in and say, oh, this is a personal mm-hmm. thing. And then uh, if I go to the personal labels, I only see the personal – the things that mark personal. Right. Um, so they work just like folders, but they're not folders. But um, you, it doesn't look like you can create a label. On the phone. On the phone. Hmm. That's so weird to me. And you're right. There's things that say, oh, just go here and click this. But right. there's no this to click. Right. So. Something wrong. Yeah. 
you can do it from Google Chrome. Go to www.gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can add and remove all the labels you want. Right. You can't do it from inside. You can do it from the browser on the phone, but yes. you can't do it from the app on the phone. Okay, so if you open the browser and you go to Gmail and it gives you the mobile version of the Gmail website, I right. presume, because right. I imagine it detects that you're on a mobile device. Right. Then do you have the ability to add labels? Well, that's what I'm looking at. I'm now in settings. Settings, okay, here he goes, yes. He's studying the screen very carefully, and, folks. Uh, don't cite cite Intense. No. Hmm. No, it's not in there. Oh. The tension is building as he gets closer. His eyebrows are going up. And now they're going back down uh, again. No, no, uh, false, false alert. Addresses and more. Ooh, nope, no, okay. no more. No, no more. No more. No more. Accessibility, site settings, downloads, payment methods, no. password manager. That's nice. Uh, this is in the the Mars. Gmail website. Yeah, I'm at mail.google.com. Okay, I'm surprised it talks about payment things. Oh, I can I can say give me the desktop site. Oh yeah, okay. You 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 <laughs> used to say hey Google, stop being so helpful and giving me the mobile site for my mobile device. Instead, right. pretend I'm not on a mobile device. Give me the this plain Jane desktop site that you would give any other computer. Right and. Even though it's a little bit fatter and probably takes longer to load, and it, more it'll, importantly, it's it'll behave and tiny. Yeah, right. First of all, all the text will be tiny. Right. Hope, hope you like pinching and zooming. Right. But then, if you've got the true desktop experience there, you now ought you to be, be able, able to do all the things that you normally do. It would be amazing if you couldn't, including well, adding labels. It may be amazing. So now if I click on a thing, yeah, on a, on a message, and I click on The that, eyebrows are going back up. I can't even, well, that's because I can't read this. Opportunities are happening here. Label. There ah, you go. What a so concept. I open a message, and I say label. Right, right. And... That lets you pick what to assign to the message, I presume. Okay. No, it just not, that's not doing a thing. I don't know. Apparently, I don't know. Well, this will give you something to uh, ponder later, and you can come back next week. Are you and... pondering what I'm pondering? <laughs> yes, but where are we going to find rubber pants our size? <laughs> All right, I don't know. I do not. All right. Uh, while I ponder the mysteries of Gmail, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Dave Enright, Dennis Worster, me, Nick Francesco, and you. It is 29 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the longest-running computer show in the known universe. That would be Sound Bites right here on the Truly Great and Truly Grateful to you that with your generous support, we are and continue to be solely member-supported. Jazz 90.1. We'll see you on the other side. Computer talk you can understand. More sound bites is next on member supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm still Dennis Worster. Still? Yeah. It's working out for After me. After all these it's years? A good person it's, to be. It, for me, it's working out. For as long as it's working for you, that's what counts. 
His wife yeah. probably appreciates it. Probably. I mean, we don't know. Hey, no no judgment I'll, here. I'll ask her later. Right. 34 minutes after the hour, we are sound bites. And of course, you can give us a call, 585 966 Jazz. It's 966 5299. Toll free 1 800 715. And uh, uh, there is no lounge tomorrow night. Sorry, um, folks. Sorry, folks. I know it's the, it's okay. it's the it's highlight it's of okay everyone's week. It's St. Patty's off. Day weekend, and it's also Daylight Savings Day. That's true. That's Don't true. forget to turn your clock ahead, folks. Right, spring ahead. Spring right. ahead. Here's a... Oh, here's a... Uh, no, we got to read this one. Okay. More news. More news. This a- just in. This, Ta-da! this just in. AI models designed to closely simulate a person's voice. Oh, yeah, I read this. Are making it easier for bad actors to mimic loved ones and scam vulnerable people out of thousands of dollars. Quickly evolving in sophistication, some AI voice generating software requires just a few sentences of audio to convincingly produce speech that conveys the sound and emotional tone of a speaker's voice, while other options need as little as three seconds. Hmm. For those targeted, which is often the elderly... It can be increasingly difficult to detect when a voice is inauthentic, even when the emergency circumstances described by scammers seem implausible. Tech advances seemingly make it easier to prey on people's worst fears and spook victims who told who said that they they felt visceral horror hearing what sounded like direct pleas from family or family family or friends in dire need of help. One couple sent fifteen thousand dollars through a Bitcoin terminal to a scammer after believing they had spoken to their son the ai generated voice told him he needed legal fees after being involved in a car accident that killed a u.s diplomat according to the federal trade commission so-called imposter scams are extremely common in the united states it was the most frequent type of fraud reported in 2022 and generated the second highest losses for those targeted out of 36,000 reports more than 5,000 victims were scammed out of $11 million over the phone. Wow. Yeah. Because these imposter scams can be run from anywhere in the world, it's extremely challenging for authorities to crack down on them. Not only is it hard to trace calls, identify scammers, and retrieve funds, but it's also sometimes challenging to decide which agencies have jurisdiction to investigate individual cases when scammers are operating out of different countries. Even when it's obvious which agency should investigate, some agencies are currently ill-equipped to handle the rising number of impersonations. The courts have not yet decided when or if companies will be able to uh, will be held liable for harms caused by deep fake voice technology. Any of the other increasingly popular AI technology like chat GTP or defamation and misinformation risks seem to be rising. There may be increasing pressure on courts and regulators to get AI in check, though, as many companies seem to be releasing AI products without fully knowing the risks involved. Look, anytime you get a call like this, hang up. And call the person directly on a number you already know. Yeah. I I had, uh, and give us a call if you think it's really us. <laughs> 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll free, 800-790-0415. I did get a call like that. They okay. called and told me that my son had been in a horrible car accident and he needed money for the hospital in a somewhere and I needed to send them uh, I needed to go buy Apple uh, gift cards but 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 Nick 
Yes? I didn't know you had a son. Neither did I. Uh. This was the part that amazed me. Well, we don't know that for a fact. Well, we don't know it for a fact. But I, I mean, certainly there don't could know be little dicks running around. The, six, the 60s were a weird time. Yeah. The 60s were. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, what that's I heard, what I'm going back a weird time. That's what I'm going back. There's no question to that. And I, I, like I've said many times, uh, Woodstock, three days of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I don't do drugs, and I wasn't a big fan of rock and roll, but God, I loved Woodstock. Anyway, the point here is I do not have a son, and um, so I just laughed and hung up the phone. But but people get caught by these things all the time. And the thing of it is, is $50,000 in Bitcoin. Hello? Why wouldn't you first call a lawyer? There's no hospital and no government agency that takes Bitcoin. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, and how? Yeah. And there certainly isn't one anywhere on the planet that takes Apple or anybody's gift card. Yeah. So if if that's the number one alarm bell that should be ringing, if somebody asks for uh, Bitcoin, money, or or any type of cards up front. Right. 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 Um, And so again, it is so easy. To you know, say, can I put you on hold? Yeah, I'm going to call, call my call lawyer. The person. Let me call my call lawyer. the person. Let me if, call my lawyer though, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but you can call the person. Uh, your son was in a car accident. Hold on. Then call your son. Yeah. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? I'm great. Were you in a car accident recently? What's wrong heck, with you, Dad? No. <laughs> I know the '60s, but Dad, come on. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Hang up the other line. Your your kid is fine. Everything is good. You're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, find, but, find some credible, authoritative information, not right. just what people are telling you. Right. Right. Uh, the the look. You know, we've said this so many times. We all know uh, it's nice to be nice. We all get that. We do. But the fact is, you need to be a cynical so and so on the internet, particularly. Uh, and on your phone, when total strangers are calling you with that kind of information, uh, the easiest thing to do is to make that phone call yourself. Call your son, call your daughter, call your cousin, call your brother, call your wife, call your husband, call whoever it is, uh, and ask them directly if they've been in a car accident and killed a U.S. diplomat. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it takes it takes a couple minutes. Especially now that they're trying to scam people and uh, putting in names. So it just uh, doesn't right. say unknown. It's saying a particular name. And a couple times I've answered it and I go, Soundbites, can I take your question? Click. Yep, yep, yep. And Mad Max is right. Gift cards are for gifts, not payments. That's exactly yeah. correct. It is exactly correct. Uh, and what they'll do is they'll want you to call back and read the number to them. Mm-hmm. No. 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 You don't call them back. They won't call you again. They That's think- right. That's right. Just hang up. Look, for some of those of us who are retired, um, stringing along the scammers it's can fun. be a hobby. Yeah, it's fun. I understand that. But that's because you already know they're scammers. And you're just fooling with them the key thing too though one word of caution though for if you're going to try to play around with them do not say yes ever yes or uh uh-huh right you know i've had them sit there 
you know, and try to, I'll say, how can I help you? They'll go, yeah, but how can I help you? Right. And they know they're not going to get anywhere, and so they go click. Yep. Or yep. like I say, lately. They'll say, I, you know, is this the head of the household? As far as you know. <laughs> it is. Yep. Say, I'm sorry, sir. I need a yes or a no. Oh, in that case, no. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah. So no, let, I am not. All right. So for our listeners, let's tell them why you don't say that word into the phone. Right. And the reason you don't say that word into the phone is because we have things called editing software. And they can take that. They record the call. Yes or no. They record the call. They take that yes or no, and they put it in after they say, would you be willing to buy a subscription for $200 a month to our service? And then, and then they just... They pipe in your... And they, they have in, you... They pipe in your affirmative, uh-huh. yeah. and you're done. Yeah. They yeah. have you uh, saying that the word you don't want to say on there, they right. go, oh, see, they said it, and right. we're yeah. only going by that. Now yeah. they have a legal, allegedly a legal, legal defense. Yeah. Right. Right. When you call them up and say, hey, I didn't do this, and then they present their recording. Now, one thing you can do in New York State, as far as I know, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't even play one on television anymore. Or the radio. Or the radio. But as far as I know, New York is a one... One party consent. Party consent state. Right. So you can record, if somebody says, you know, if, if if somebody calls you and you don't know them... Um, uh, look up for your phone, and every phone is different, so don't call me and ask me because I don't have your phone. But you can look up how to, how to record, record a phone call. Right. And there are apps that will help you with that, too. And there are apps that will help you with that as well. So you can record phone calls as they come in. So when somebody says, but you said on on your recording, you can always go back and say, no, no, we did not. I do that whenever I or my wife goes to the doctor. Mm. I asked them if I can record everything, Be- not because we don't trust them, but because later on when we're talking, she heard one thing and I heard something else. Right, right. And it just makes our lives a little bit easier. Yes. No, having the original conversation there gives everybody something. Right. A shared reality. Right. Exactly. <laughs> of what actually happened. Right. All right. Back to the phones. Our next caller is Fred from Rochester, New York. What's up, Fred? Hey, I found it. Hey, congratulations. Tell so, us, what know, was your success? The, the person you were talking about, uh, that uh, Gmail question, was the one that uh, you and I exchanged some Gmail letters. Okay. Okay. From the, from the, uh, from the Ask Nick. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's where I it was. Tried, right. I tried everything every, anybody had said. One thing that you had said today was the desktop mode. Right. Yep. So I I open the I open the Gmail uh-huh. and it gives me the same whatever. Uh, I click on the desktop mode. I get out my magnifier. <laughs> yes, um, that's true. Because my because my bifocals aren't strong enough. Oh, ain't that the truth? But I have to open a specific email message because it's not in settings and it's not in the in the labels. It used to be when I did it a while ago because I got like twenty some of them that I do. Right. Uh, it used to be when I would open the um, the label that that button that says the labels. Right. And it's got all the, down the bottom. It would have uh, add a label or new label or something like that. 
Right. So that, that, that's not there on any of them. But if I open an email, so I get an email from Joe Blow and I open the, or I click on that email. Right. Uh, not a, a long click on my phone. Long click, which selects it. Okay. And then I go up into the uh, into the more section, and I say, um, move. I'm going to move it. Okay. And then it gives me the options of where I want to move it to, which are my other 26. And at the bottom of that, it says, create a new one. Ah, there you go. But it's not there if I don't do the desktop mode. Okay. Got it. I learned something today. So when you said that, that, I said that's the only thing that I didn't do. (laughs) I couldn't figure out. That doesn't seem like it would make any difference. It's the same app. I'm on the browser. I'm on whatever. Uh, But it can't be done as far as I could find in the Gmail app. None of those none of those things work in the Gmail app. But if I switch to uh, go to gmail.com. You know, Google, uh, mail, Google.com, and it automatically opens my mail because I'm already open on the phone. It goes, I don't have to sign in or anything. It goes right to it, and I go up in the uh, in the more section, and I go down through, and I go to desktop mode, force desktop mode. Some of them say uh, in one of the settings in my in my phone settings, I can force desktop mode. But in that in that view, it says desktop mode, and you click on it, and all of a sudden the print goes down to microscopic. But right. but it does give me that option. You know, I have to pinch and zoom, and it does give me that option to add a label. So <clears throat> thank you for uh, steering me in a in a new direction. <laughs> thank you. Good. It's good to know. Thanks. Good thing. All right. Take care now. You too. Yeah. Bye. That's a pleasant way to be to to end the uh, yeah <laughs> the show this week. That's yeah. exactly as right. We, as we wind and down, si- solving an issue. That's yep. right. Yeah. What, Tension uh, and release. Nice. Not every exactly. Not every um, uh, app works the way you think it should, and not every app has every option in it. And clearly, both of those are boy are those understatements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But That's clearly, my entire job has been based upon apps that don't work the way people think they should. And thank God. <laughs> you know how many house payments I've made? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I've almost fallen out of my chair. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, 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 that's a different story. Uh-huh. But, yeah, the, the, the fact is that often um, one app, whether it's the desktop app or the phone app or the whatever app, does not necessarily have the same features as the other app or they aren't in the same place right and so that's a real that's a real uh, issue that has never been addressed uh properly by any of these of these companies and i wish i wish that they were they don't uh uh they don't really uh, make it uh easy for anyone to manage this stuff and so right uh, well and and the help is difficult too right was so when you're in Gmail's web portal, getting you know, there's a tiny little question mark with a tiny little circle around it. But right. It's only got just you know one particular item, and that takes you to an entirely separate website. Right. It's tricky, tricky stuff. And tr- good luck doing that on your phone or on a tablet if you're using their own uh, products. Right. So we have another call. Yes, Joe from Rochester, New York. What's up, Joe? Hello, guys. Hello, Joe. Um, 
I know it's late in the show, so I got to get right to it. Um, issues trying to import uh, Outlook uh, phone book to Thunderbird and Windows 11 and this Outlook 360. I did it a few times, and it comes out all like the first now a dozen lines are all like just garbage, and then the, the names actually start way below, and then even those are weird. Right. Do you know of any issues with? Yes, the what what and I don't um, I don't use Outlook, so I can't tell you exactly. There's uh, Thunderbirds to Outlook dot com. Right, uh, but you want to go Outlook to Thunderbird. Outlook is to Thunderbird, correct? Oh, yeah. sorry, my mistake. Yeah, other direction. Right, I will I've, go. I've I will keep looking. Like. So one of the things that you should be able to do is to export right. your phone book. Right. But export that. it as a CSV file, comma separated variable. Right. Mm-hmm. You did that? I did that. I did that. Okay. And when I import it back in, it doesn't, uh, it seems like it just doesn't want to cooperate. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, got the right, I got the right folder. I found a couple of websites um, here. I'm reading through them. I, I don't know if Windows 11 has something to do with it. I, I mean, possibly. All right, so let's see. Yeah. In Outlook, you go to File, you go to Options, Advanced, click Export, Export to a File, <laughs> pick CSV, uh, select the contacts that you want to export, then pick a place yep. to save the CSV. And then the second half of that is you take the CSV file in and you go to the Tools menu and select Import from the drop-down yep. menu. Then you click the radio button associated to address books in the import window, and then it will show a list of options, and you can pick text file. Right. Right, and then you click next and browse. You go find your text file, and let's see. Oh, uh, okay, so there's a step in there, step eight. Now click the move up and move down button to check the Outlook contacts fields as that of the Thunderbird contact fields. So right. there now, that's the part that sort of confused me. So I, I, I you know, it, I, I don't know what to do there because some of them are already pre-selected. Mm-hmm. And I tried unchecking them. I tried checking them all. I tried uh, de- uh, cherry-picking the, the checks and everything. It always comes out the same. So the CSV that Outlook writes depending upon the version of the of Outlook you're using, may be in a particular order. It may put last name first, first name first, uh, and then it's also got all the other fields, address, work phone, home phone, cell phone, etc., fax number. Right. And yeah. your Thunderbird tool may not know which of those values represents what. And that's, it sounds like they have a section in the import that allows you to try and line those up so that right. you can have one piece of information line end up in the right place. And that's the part that I think it's, it's like all the information stops there. It's like how do you know which ones to select versus what Outlook has. Right. I'm looking through to see what other options there are here. The um, I don't have this in front of me. Many times... You can take the CSV file, and while you're deciding which fields from your your source information from Outlook you are rolling through, there are many times you'll have a left and a right arrow that lets you sort of page through the information. So you'll have 
uh, Jake Adams, you know, with, with an A at the at the beginning of your list, and then it might have, you know, Betty Boop is next, and then you know, uh, right. Charlie Cash is is the third person, and you might have arrows that kind of let you roll through your different contacts because you may not have a, a home phone number for everybody. Right, I know it, and that's uh, yeah. I don't know so if something I... like that is in front of you. No. Okay. Yes. If some of those are left blank in Outlook, and it seems like a funders getting confused as how to. Uh, well, right. The, the problem is you have to decide what to line up with what. So yeah. first name to first name, last name to last name, home email to home email, that sort of thing, and you may not have a. Uh, an entry in that field, but the field should line up to the other field. Right. And then in anything that that has no entry in that field, you'll get no entry on the other side, but you've lined them up properly. So that's the thing you have to do. It's not based on what's in the field. It's based on the label. So first name to first name, last name to last name sort of thing, and go down through both sets of labels and, and, and make them match. So should I look in the Outlook address book then and see how they're formatted? I I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll let you know what Outlook thinks each of those pieces of data is. So when when Thunderbird asks you, is this, you know, their cell phone number? Then you can say, ah, yes, things that are stored in this field represent cell phone numbers. But it might be different, though, for each entry, though. That's the thing. Well, they should be – it should not be different for each entry. Um, the, there should be a comma separating each of the values in each right. row. And in an entry where there's no data, you should just have two commas together. Right. But uh, I think this is a solvable problem. One thing you can do is is save your Outlook context as a CSV file and then open mm-hmm. it in Excel and see what it looks like. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. If, in fact, things don't line up, then you've got bad data in your Outlook file and nothing's going to fix that except going into the Outlook contacts sure. and fixing it by hand. Yeah, any type of spreadsheet yeah. program. If right. I, I know you said you're moving to Thunderbird, so I presumed that you might be using other open source things. Right, any any um, any um, spreadsheet program will, will do that. But Yeah, I'll use that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Sure. But the point is, you, the point is you, you need to look at the way the data are formatted now before you'll know what to do next time after the fact yep right. yeah i think you've already yeah. done the hard parts you've already made the okay. csv and you already know where it is that's two-thirds of the battle if you can, a lot of context <laughs> yep if you right. can see it on the screen and sort of work through it this is a one-time set of pain that you can work yeah. through and yep. you're you're a lot closer than you think right to having this being solved successfully yeah, I hope you're right it might take me a whole 166 hours to get to, <laughs> there you go to well this. we'll be here We'll be here next week. You, you, you can, can tell us uh, what we'll to celebrate. do about that. We'll celebrate next week, or we'll help you out again. No problem. Right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, you guys. All Thanks. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's the problem. It's tricky if you haven't ever done it before. Right. And after you do it the first time, you say, aha, okay, I get it. Right. And and again, it depends on, you know, it's the garbage in, garbage out. Yes. If, if whatever was in the Outlook file is not in the proper field. Yeah. That's a problem. All right. That's it. That music tells us that we are done. 
for another week. That's right. You've wasted two whole hours of your life. That's two hours you actually spent with Dave Enright. Two hours. Well, that's the good part that you spent with Dennis Worster and two hours you spent with me, Nick Francesco. And, of course, two hours we all spent with each other. Again, there will be no lounge chat tomorrow night. Uh, but we will be back next week with a whole lot more of the longest-running computer show in the known universe. That's right. It's Sound Bites right here on the Truly Great. And truly grateful to you that with your generous support, we remain solely publicly funded. Jazz 90.1. We will see you in just 166 hours. <laughs>